Welcome to the Ignorant Schoolmaster. In this podcast, college students teach themselves about different topics in environmental anthropology broadly defined. In today's episode, Abe Johnson and Nicholas Britton will be answering the question of what exactly is nationalism and how can nationalism affect the environment. According to Ernest B. Haas, a German-American political scientist, nationalism can be defined as the idea of having a shared collective identification with a nation through means such as national identity, culture, and history. Nationalism is very liquid in its base, as it can take many forms. Haas explains that nationalism can take <coughs> place in culture, politics, economics, and various other forms. Nationalism typically tends to lead into a strong sense of pride and loyalty to one's nation. This indirectly leads to division within nations as well as conflict with other nations who have shared ideas and beliefs. In Alejandro Garza's article, To Take Climate Change Seriously, the U.S. Military Needs to Shrink, Garza explains how military vehicles account for about 5% of the world's carbon emissions. Many of these conflicts that varying militaries are fighting in have deep roots and strong amounts of nationalism within the leaders of the countries. This large amount of carbon release has detrimental effects to our environment, both in the United States and around the world. Carbon is depleting our ozone at an exponential level, which is leading to an increase in global temperature, which in time will have detrimental effects for our climate. Garza says that we need to make a difficult choice to reduce our military in order to prevent ecological catastrophe. On the contrary, some argue that the military is unable to deal with this problem because it needs to remain a strong fighting force in order to protect the citizens of the United States. This means that nationalism can be very important for the U.S. to to stay safe, but at the same time it is also very important to protect the environment. Because of this, the military is finding ways to become safer for the environment. For example, scientist Kenneth Agee is working on a way to reduce fuel from carbon dioxide releases rather than oil, (coughs) which will help the environment tremendously in the military is working on making an entirely electrical fleet of vehicles for on-land combat. One of the leading fighters for this shift is President Joe Biden, has helped pioneer the way the military combats its environmental effects in an unprecedented way. He has urged the Department of Defense to talk about emission cuts, as well as asking the Pentagon to continue to send out inquiries companies about missions from departments or deployments overseas. Now that we have this background information, both Nick Britton and I will be providing quotes from various classmates in order to gain differing perspectives on nationalism and its effects on the environment. Up first, we have classmate Megan Clancy who states, the United States, for quite some time, has been needing to push back on their carbon footprint. What I wasn't aware of was the military's efforts towards decarbonization such as electric vehicles and creating synthetic fuel for carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases. Megan brings up a very interesting point. The general population tends to know about the large carbon footprint in the United States has. However, it seems to go under the radar that the United States is actively working to fix their footprint. Even with the large amount of nationalism present in the United States, which leads to an increase in militarization, there is still a harsh, sharp pushback on to cut carbon emissions in order to fix our fragile environment. 
To continue, classmate Megan Clancy states environmentalists and other experts in the field claim that fully decarbonizing is near to impossible and is not a realistic effort, also arguing that the realistic expectation may be to cut numbers down in our armed forces in order to avert ecological catastrophe. I don't agree that it's impossible to decarbonize the military. I think there are ways to reduce the carbon emissions like we stated before, making vehicles electric and making fuel from carbon. As of now, it seems unlikely to fully decarbonize the military, yet through diligent research and increased activism, I believe it could be done. To conclude with our classmates' thoughts, Cameron Jarvis had interesting insight when he said, Although I will admit, without the strength of our military, it is fairly safe to assume they're not, there may not be a long-term goal to even think of. As such, my stance remains fairly neutral. However, I do sincerely wish more scientific-based efforts were made within the genius of the military rather than the macho tactics that seem the most apparent. The insight he provides on this is a great way of thinking about things within nationalism and protecting the environment. However, you really cannot have both without at least one of them depleting. Uh, our speaker, writer, and researcher today was Nicholas Britton, and also Abe Johnson was a speaker, researcher, writer, and editor. This concludes our podcast.